Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sex with Jaya is brought to you by Aloe Cadabra. Aloe Cadabra is 95% organic aloe vera. Visit www.alocadabra.com today. Step inside the sensual world of sex with Jaya. This hour will bring you sex education like you've never heard before. It's uncensored, no holes barred advice to increase your sexual knowledge and performance. Now, here's your host, Jaya. I'm ready for sex with Jaya. Are you? I'm ready for sex with Jaya and someone else and someone else and someone else. <laughs> We're getting a little racy on the show today, talking about something many couples and singles fantasize about, might talk about, and sometimes they even explore it. We're talking about pushing the boundaries. We're talking about threesomes, play parties, and group sexual experiences. Dirty, kinky, kinky, and more kinky. Yeah, I don't know. I think we can get kinkier than threesomes and group sex. What do you think? It just depends how crazy the group sex gets. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's always more boundaries to push when it comes to sexuality, right? Oh, yeah. Do you love... We, we actually went to a little class this week, didn't we? We did. We did. I completely we to, forgot about it. We we went to a hot candle wax class. A hot candle wax bondage class. Yes. So it was really good, actually. She wrapped the woman's head in saran or whatever that stuff is called, packing tape. Or no, what is that? <laughs> that wrapping tape. plastic. Yeah, like wrapping plastic. I don't know what it's yeah. called. And then and then her. she blind kind of had like a little mask on her and. Uh huh. She put duct tape on her nipples and on her belly button to not get wax in it. And, right. You know, ha- there were just a lot of really good rules that I never thought of when playing with candles. Yeah. Good ways to make sure everybody stays safe when playing with hot, hot wax. Yes. Speaking of staying safe, you know, I think that that's something that's really important when it comes to any kind of sexual activity is knowing your limits, knowing your boundaries, knowing where you feel safe. And I have to say that I'm a girl who, you know, I found out that I really need to be in love with somebody before I engage in any kind of sexual intercourse. Oh, but it's, ooh. <laughs> well, it, it, you're lucky, D-Love, because I'm in love with you. It's true. I guess I should say, yay! And then everyone yeah. else can say, oh, poo. I, they're the unlucky ones. Yes. But as far as sensuality or playing with sexual energy goes, I'm pretty much game. Well, my pre- preference is with someone that I love. It doesn't mean that I have to love just one person. There's the ticket. Yeah. D-Love and I are in a polyamorous relationship, which means many loves. We live together with our partner, John, or my partner, John, I should say, who I've been in relationship with for nine years. The three of us have never actually had a threesome. It's more like a V where I'm in the center. 
Right. Because you boys are all kind of like straight. We, we identify straight. Yes. That's true. So we get a lot of questions about how to negotiate a polyamorous relationship and open sexual exploration. And even though today is more about threesomes and group experiences, much of what it takes to have a successful poly relationship still applies. So, D-Love, what do you think is the question people ask us most often? Will you sleep with me? <laughs> really? That's wishful thinking. No, what yeah. they, the first question inevitably out of anybody's mouth is, how do you deal with jealousy? Yes, I agree with that. I think how do you deal with jealousy is probably the number one question we get. So, D-Love, how do we deal with jealousy? Well, I put jealousy into a broader category of what's really going on for me. Jealousy is just kind of like a, a lazy way of describing a whole host of emotional responses. So to, it's kind of like giving it a drug to treat a symptom as opposed to looking at the real problem? Is yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a lot going on underneath. Like, why are you triggered? What is there something that can just be addressed through conversation? Or is it insecurity that's being brought up? Fear of being left or losing your um, your position of not power, but your position of specialness with that person, or you know, or or is some you know past trauma being triggered that has nothing to do with the relationship and the trust level that you have for your current partner? So jealousy is kind of like I don't know sniffles when you get a cold, but it's not the cold itself. Yeah. And it's just, it's, yeah, it's, it's a very, very general uh, concept. And I think if people, uh, you know, my experience of stepping into polyamory, I really thought jealousy was going to, you know, rule my world and how am I going to deal with that? And uh, it's, it gets dispelled so easily with really good communication. Right. We're going to talk a lot about that today. You know, I think one of the ways that I deal with it, um, besides, you know, I'm, I'm really confident, so I don't, it doesn't come up for me too much. And I think, too, it's like that recognizing of like, well, what's really going on with me? Is it, is it that I'm really jealous or is this something else? Like, I, I really look at it and question it before I go to my partner even. And, mm-hmm. and thinking of it and working out myself. But for the most part, I've experienced the opposite, which is something called compersion, which is where you actually... Um, feel more love for your partner when you see them with somebody else. It's almost like you're turned on when you see them with someone else. So people who really like threesomes, they, I feel like they, you know, they experience compersion more often where they're like, you know, I I love seeing my partner happy. And that kind of turns me on to see my partner with somebody else. Right. I've always said you, my story was a story of like my cat or my animal, you know, like I have my cat and people come over to my house and, pet my cat, my cat is happy as can be. Why would I be upset that my cat's happy and that this other person is enjoying giving my cat pleasure? All I want is for my cat to be the happiest cat on the planet. So you want your pussy to be a happy pussy? Oh, I want my pussy to be so happy. <laughs> I think another question that we get a lot, D-Love, is how do you find people who are interested in an open relationship? And I remember when you first met me, you said something like, oh, when I decided that I wanted to be in an open sexual relationship, that I would just be single for the rest of my life. Like, I would never find anybody. But have you found the opposite to be true? Yeah, I mean, especially when I was uh, single and really in an active scene of, 
youthful people, and I was, and when I was just straightforward with people right out of the gate, letting um, the women I was interested in know, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm up to, and if you're curious, these are the reasons why, but you need to know all this stuff. And it was just crazy. It was almost like an aphrodisiac. I, not necessarily that I was having multiple relationships, but just being straight with people. Honesty is really powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, way to get in people's pants. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've ever quite heard it put that way. <laughs> I, I would say that, you know, for me, I think one of the keys is finding a community. You know, like there are a lot of people out there, actually. People think like, oh, you know, there's not many people doing this, but there are quite a few. We had on the show some swingers on um, from Cassidy.com. That's a community online. Um, You know, once you find other people who are involved, that's a really good way. Other than you know, online, I mean, you can search for anything. You can find anything online. There's meetup groups for people who want to have threesomes. There's meetup groups for people who want to have polyamorous relationships. There's everything out there. And you have to try the different, you know, go to the go to gatherings, go to things that are kind of safe. There's even like here in L.A., there's a group that just is like a discussion group where you can just go and find out more information about open relationships. So, you know, discovering those things, figuring out what works for you, what kind of people work for you. And then I, you know, some people in the community call it dating within the species where you don't want to start dating people who are really interested in a different type of relationship than what you want. So being really clear, like D love and I are really clear about what we want and what our agreements are. And, you know, if you want to go into a threesome or a group sex experience and you don't want to have a relationship with any of those people that you just want it to be kind of like a one-time thing with you and your partner or if you're single with another couple, like what is it that you really want? And then you have to find that group that is in alignment with what you want. And it's it's not as hard as you think it is. It's just you just have to look in the right places and know the right people. I guess it's kind of like like the movie industry, maybe. I don't know. The Do you love them? The, I was just thinking of the movie industry, how it's all about who you know. <laughs> it's uh-huh. kind of like it's all about who you know. You know, if you know the right people, you get invited to the right events, and right. You know, and is it uh, Tristan Termino's book that has the questionnaire? The about yeah, you know, what, she has a yeah. really good book. It's called opening up and it's by Tristan Terramino. Uh, her website is puckerup.com and that's probably one of my favorite books for people who are kind of starting out who want to get involved in this like m- more open sexuality and experiences because it has like a questionnaire in it like each chapter about you know is anal okay is intercourse okay is eye connecting okay is kissing okay like you can go with your partner and ask all those different questions and see what feels right and what feels okay to one another, then that way you know going in clearly what your boundaries are, what each of you are okay with, and and also know that those things can change any moment. That's the one of the hard things too. Like D Love, you and I are always checking in with one another. Like, you know, before we have any kind of experience with another person, where we're like, you know, where are you at today? <laughs> what right. are your boundaries? How are you feeling? And probably if you're at a uh, active party where um, there's a lot of uh, possibilities that may come up that you may not have expected. Maybe having some kind of um, signal that uh, you're feeling uncomfortable and need like a timeout to go have a conversation with your partner have in case your feelings in. have changed during the course of the event or something is 
uh, triggering you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then respecting those things when you're in, in that environment. You might be super enthusiastic and gung-ho and about to, you know, get crazy with somebody, and your partner gives a signal, and the last thing you want to do is to stop. But if you want to keep that trust and that foundation in your relationship, really, you know, stick to your stick to your agreements. That's very, very important. I've found out a couple of times in the course of our relationship just how potently awful it can be to to break those agreements. Yeah, D loves kind of like a kid in the candy store with a million dollar bill, and then he stole some candy. <laughs> well, it really took the one major break. Like we only had one commitment, which was to not have unprotected sex with someone and i got together with an ex-girlfriend and um before i knew it there was this moment of unprotected sex and that was the only agreement we had and i discovered very quickly um like a lot about myself in that moment and fortunately you were able to be there and process it with me and um you know i realized there was something about the taboo and the and going past that line that I had been creating my relationships and I didn't need to keep creating that anymore. Mm-hmm. Proving that you were unlovable to yourself. Exactly. Yeah. That was a big one. And actually, you know, it was, I'm glad that we stuck through that because it really, I mean, I think there was a lot of insight that came out on the other end and you were new at polyamory. So I was giving you a break. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> well, thank you. It was something that was, you know, it was new for you. You'd never experienced it. You'd never experienced what an open relationship was like. And, yeah, you broke one of our major rules, but, you know. It was, it was the only rule at the time. It was so, like, the only rule at the time. It was pretty extraordinary. Um, and, you know, to being straight, you it was very it was very tough for you. But um, that's another really important aspect to a uh, very developed relationship, I think, is being able to be responsible for your own emotions and not moving, going towards the other person as if, what you're feeling is their fault. Almost, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what they've done, your feelings are your own. And to blame them or say they're responsible, that's actually giving up all your power to them. Right. All right, we're having such a great conversation. We have to go to a break. We will have more on threesomes. We're going to get specific on what to do when you're in a threesome when we return. More Sex with Jaya. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe Cadabra. Feel the magic happen. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. 
Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. You can't have a group sexual experience without safer sex practices and awareness. And you also can't forget your lube. So check out my favorites at allocadabra.com and enter coupon code JAYA for 20% off. That's J-A-I-Y-A for 20% off. So today we're talking about threesomes, group sex, and play parties. And this little segment, I want to talk about threesomes. What exactly is a threesome? I think some of us have heard of it as the menage a trois. And while it usually involves three people sharing sex, there are a wide variety of threesomes from two boys and a girl, makes sense to me, and two girls and a boy or three girls, you get the picture. There's a lot to talk about out there about how to negotiate threesomes. And Reed Mahalko, he is a sex educator friend of mine. He has an excellent course on the subject. But I want to focus on what to do once you're in a threesome. So I've heard a lot of situations with one guy and two girls where the girls get really into each other and the guy kind of feels left out. So <laughs> let's start with some basics for the one guy, two girl scenario. Number one. And we were talking about this in the first segment, which is just to know your limits, your boundaries, have a conversation first. I know that it's all hot and that everything is going, you know, like just it's like your dream is starting to come true. Your fantasy of having two hot girls with you guys. But and girls, it's really important to share, you know, talk about like, well, it's OK if you have intercourse with her, but it's not OK if you do this with, you know, just knowing all those little agreements and boundaries and limits and where you all want to go. What's your intention? I think intention is so, so important. So what's your intention for the evening? Is it that all three of you are going to have some kind of intercourse experience? Are you going to use toys? Are you, I mean, just like really, you don't have to get into like every single detail, but sharing those boundaries is really important. So number Reed, two, a, pra- a, go ahead. An interesting uh, addition to that, which is the thing of, asking your partner if you want to hold them to any of their boundaries. 
say they're getting really excited and they said they don't want to have intercourse with the third person, but they're getting really hot and heavy and all of a sudden they're like, no, you know, stick it in me or whatever. And uh, do you, it's it's finding out if you if that person wants you to actually hold them to their boundaries so they don't go over it um, and break it themselves. In the moment, yeah, which also moment. leads me to like drunken sex too. Like a lot of people get drunk and then have threesomes, like not a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> it's awesome. It's so much fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you love? It's so awesome. <laughs> uh, so number two, practice safe sex um, or safer sex practices. You know, talk about those too. You want to know what's going on with the people that you're having sex with and what are their boundaries? Do they want you to use dental tams? Do you want condoms? Do you want latex gloves if you're doing any kind of like genital massage or fingering or anal play, any of that kind of stuff. It's really good to have those things on hand. Hey, what's the safe saran wrap to use? The safe saran wrap, the kind that's not microwavable. Right. Why is that? Because the microwavable kind has holes in it. Yeah. So don't use that if you're going to use it as like a dental dam. For those of you who don't know what a dental dam, it's like a little latex barrier that goes over like when you're doing cunnilingus, it can stretch over or analingus, it can stretch over the anus. And you can just like take your partner and wrap them up in saran wrap uh, and have a grand old time. Yeah, that can be a lot of fun too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number three is keep yourself busy. So guys, if you're with two girls and you know all of a sudden the girls get really into each other, which is what happens a lot of times, especially if you're with a bisexual partner and you're over there kind of like twiddling your thumbs, not really sure what to do. You got to keep yourself busy. Get in there. This is like a perfect time to like use your hands, stroke on the body. You can stroke yourself. You can stroke your friends. Like get in there, do some kissing. You can give, be giving cunnilingus to one girl if another girl's giving cunnilingus to them. Uh, you know, don't be afraid to get in there and keep yourself occupied and, and have fun. You know, we, we like lots of attention. And of course, unless that's a limit for someone that they only want one person at a time playing with them. But keeping yourself busy. D-Love, you can think of probably all kinds of ways to keep yourself busy with two girls. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, great to be in that support role. If, like you're saying, the two women are just really getting into each other. Dive in and enjoy their pleasure and just uh, up, the, up, the, up the heat. Yeah, and, see uh, where you can be useful, guys. Exactly. <laughs> we guys, we like to be useful. So I think also like another one I would add is not to get selfish. I think that a lot of guys that I've talked to or worked with or heard from, you know, they want the threesome to be about them. Like they want the two girls all over them. And, you know, the the truth of the matter is, is that there's probably going to be a lot of mutual exchange. At one point you may be with one girl and, you know, there's another a support person. Like there's a, there's main attention and then it may all flow in different ways. And so, again, keep in going back to keeping yourself busy. Like don't be afraid to get in there and make yourself useful. So number five During intercourse, pay attention to the other girl. So if you're having intercourse with someone, it suddenly can change the dynamic where the other girl might feel left out. So it's really good to maybe while you're having intercourse with one woman to make eye contact with the other, kiss the other, and to keep everybody sort of – you have hands. There are six hands in a threesome. So – Hands, I think, are the overlooked asset in the bedroom, so I'm always an advocate for touch, 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 touch. Stay connected through touch. And then finally, I'd say if you're with your girlfriend or you're in a a committed relationship and you don't want a relationship, 
don't have a sleepover. So if this isn't like a poly kind of a thing and, you know, because sleeping together overnight can make an oxytocin bond and things can get sometimes confusing. And it's often nice if you are with a partner to come back to kind of like sleeping together and checking in with one another and, um, you know, you can have some cuddling afterwards. You don't have to like kick the other person out. <laughs> but, you know, having that time to reconnect and bond in the bonding way with your girlfriend is important. So uh, we have to go to break really soon, but I want to also touch on if it's a girl with two guys in the scenario, a lot depends on the sexual identity of the guys. So if they're bi, it can be a totally different setup, but if they're straight, well, then the girl gets a whole lot of attention. Personally, (laughs) I like both, but it depends on what kind of mood I'm in, but I really, you know, girls have more holes. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think it's the ideal, you know, a girl with two guys. Do you love, you may think differently, but, um, yeah, so be, what, go ahead. No, it could be lots of fun. I have, have yet to try it. Yeah. We have yet to try it, even though we have another partner, but we haven't had a threesome with him anyway. So once you get there, what makes the, the girl with two guys scenario great? Well, all of the above stuff, know your limits, practice safer sex. You know, if you're partnered, don't do all the bonding stuff. But, you know, if don't let yourself be the odd person out again, unless, of course, you want to be a voyeur. Sometimes, you know, a girl, you know, a guy might like to watch his partner having sex with another guy. That might be a scenario. So um, in the voyeur situation, that could be a fun thing, too. Um, And I already mentioned women have more holes to play with. So that's really fun. So when it comes to group sex, it's really important to have a discussion beforehand, of course, where we talk about that communication, 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 just like it seems so simple, but so many people don't do it. I don't understand it. Like then they get in the situation and somebody's boundaries get stepped over. There's some drama that happens because nobody talked about what to do or what the the limits were. A lot of the fear of communication is that if you actually talk about stuff, your partner may express that they don't want you to get what you actually want. So mm. people don't talk about it because if they don't, then maybe they've got the freedom to just go crazy and get right. whatever they want. Right, right, right. <sighs> so you also need to know like who wants to receive, who wants to give, is the group going to stay together or is it okay for people to go off into pairs or trios? Basically, you get to na- navigate your own scene depending on the group. So having those discussions and being really clear about what it is that you all are doing, because sometimes it can also get confusing if you, there are like groups that break into smaller groups like trios or duos, you know, then it can get also like little little clicky. I've seen some of this stuff. Oh, get, yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's important to decide if that's okay for the group or if it's better if everybody wants to all stay together in a big pile of touching and massaging and loving and playing and how that dynamic's going to work. All these things that are so important. D-Love, would you add anything else to threesomes? You have like a few a minute. But is there anything else you'd like to add? Threesomes, group experiences? that you think is important that I missed? Well, the group thing, uh, if you're new to it, um, I would say don't, expre- don't expect to walk into a group of people that don't, you know, they don't know you. They don't know who you are and how you behave and expect to just start having sex with everybody there just because it's a group sex situation. You know, it's having patience and kind of hanging around and getting to, getting, letting people get to know you and getting to know them And Mm -hmm. it may take a few times of being in a community to actually find yourself in a situation where 
sexual, sensual stuff is you're going to be part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd add here that it's this is where it's really good to have really good erotic massage skills. Because uh, yes. hardly yes. anyone will turn down a massage. And you don't right. want to be sitting in the corner looking like a weird person who's very uncomfortable. You want to get in there. So right. one of the ways you can do that without having intercourse, but everybody loves foot massages, hand massages. Like, get your massage skills out. This is a perfect time. Go to redhottouch.com and get our Redhottouch.com. Okay, we have to take a break. Uh, You can go to redhottouch.com to find out more about us and our lovely massage. We have a a book on erotic massage written by John, my other partner, and I. So when we return, more Sex with Jaya, and we're going to talk about play parties. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral sex for couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe cadabra. Feel the magic happen. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. Sensual massage is a great way to introduce a group experience. Check out my series, Red Hot Touch, to learn over 100 touch techniques for you, your partner, and or your friends you want to play with. Great touch could be healing, erotic, sensual, nurturing, and more. So check out redhottouch.com and get on the road to becoming an erotic touch master today. 
We have Christoph Seri, author of Touch Me, the guide to creating fun and transformational sensual and erotic events on the line. He throws conscious play parties and teaches sacred sexuality. Hello, Christoph, and thanks for calling into the show. Hi there, Jaya. Thanks for having <laughs> so, me on. Oh, we're, we're very happy to have you on. So yeah. what exactly, we're having a threesome right now. Oh, it just struck me. <laughs> it just struck me. A threesome on the radio. So, Christoph, what exactly is a play party for people who may not know what that is? Well, you know, a play party can uh, come in a wide variety of forms. Um, you know, if you're involved in the lifestyle or swinger community, then it's, you know, it may look like what's happening at a swingers club, um, which is just sort of a kind of, you know, wild, playful, sporty, sporty sex, let's call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, it can be a you know small group of friends that get together regularly and uh, have intimate encounters with each other, or it can be a more spiritual, conscious, organized uh, event that has uh, you know, let's say some some spiritual focus to it, and um, slowly leads into uh, more intimate uh, encounters. Mm. So, in a play party, are there different like options? I, mean, I know there's all different kinds, but like some may have like some people just doing massage, or there's full-on intercourse, or some more based on sensuality. Are there different, just lots of variety? Well, you know, of course, every everybody, if somebody is setting their own thing up, or they have their own group of friends, I mean, they're gonna they they're gonna have their own particular levels of involvement they want to engage in. Um, some, t- I mean. You know, I guess when I think of a play party, I'm really thinking this is going to involve sex. This is this is a, the general, uh, you know, definition of that term. So, uh, let's say a group massage party, I wouldn't call a play party. I would call that a group massage party. But okay. <laughs> I want to go to the group involved. massage party too. Oh uh, yeah, well, absolutely. I do those too. Those are those are spectacular. They're beautiful. <laughs> and um, but if it's you know if it's a play party, you really expect it to be sexual interaction. Uh, an individual group could say, hey, this is the way we do this, we don't have intercourse or something like that, or we just get together and we play with our own partners in the same room together and get excited by the fact that somebody's making love next to us, or we all intermingle and play together, um, you know, sexually. It, uh, you know, really is uh, it's quite individual. But I would say the most, most, if you go to something called a play party, you're going to see the full range of sexual activity generally. Mm. So if a couple is interested in going to something like a play party, what are some things that they should talk about before they arrive? Well, they should definitely talk about what their individual boundaries are. I mean, their personal boundaries as far as what they want to be involved in and so that their their partner is aware of that and can support them in that. They want to talk about their boundaries as a couple, what they're willing to you know participate in with other people, how they're willing to interact as a couple. Um, and also... You know, I really highly recommend having a way of communicating with each other if, in circumstances, if you feel that, um, you know, you really need to connect with your partner, you feel that maybe something's going beyond your agreed-upon boundaries, or you're just simply, uh, even if it's within the boundaries, you've suddenly found that, that those boundaries are not as functional for you as you thought, and you're feeling disturbed and you need to make a connection and, and re-clarify things with your partner. So, um, <coughs> excuse me, what I advise people to do is to have some communication system where if uh let's say I'm I'm in the um, I'm in a party and I'm engaging with somebody and my partner is feeling like they need to, to connect with me and talk, you know, communicate with me, uh I we set up something where they can, you know, basically get into my field of view and do some sort of symbol, like maybe put their hand on their heart, maybe put their hand over their navel, 
uh, it can be anything. Uh, I, I advise it not to be something that is um, has a negative connotation, like the, the, uh, the signal should not be that you look and frown at your partner or something like that, or mm-hmm. glare at them, or give but, them uh, the middle finger. <laughs> exactly, they don't do that one. <laughs> but you know, something where you—it's a—it's a positive symbol, but you—you you give that symbol. Now the thing is, what's really important here is that once you've given that symbol, you need to give your partner time to disengage from whatever he or she is involved with. Like, you're going to need to give them probably, you know, let's say two minutes, you know, two to three minutes is reasonable for them to gracefully complete what's going on, disengage and say, listen, I, you know, I have to take care of something, I'll be back in a moment, or, you know, I'll connect with you later. Um, that, now, if you're the person giving the signal and you... Um, feel that you're feeling some jealousy come up or something of that sort, two minutes will seem like two hours. Mm. And the reality is you just have to deal with that. You know, you have to kind of be ready to, to deal with, okay, I'm going to breathe through this, and two, it's only going to be two minutes. It may seem like a long time, but it's only going to be two minutes, and I'll just breathe through this. My partner will come, and we'll connect and clarify what's going on. Mm-hmm. That sounds. That's really good advice. That 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 can feel like two hours when you're the one in the triggered position, and you're like, "Oh God, he's got to stop now." I, I, yeah. That's really good advice. <laughs> and you know, also, you know, you may want to give that signal, have your partner see it, and then go into the next room. Mm-hmm. But if you feel that that's what you're going to do, um, you should communicate that before the party and say, "Look." I may, you know, need to go into the next room. I don't, may not want to watch for those next two minutes. So mm-hmm. um, when you see me put my hand on my heart and, I, and then I start to walk to the next room, it doesn't mean that I've decided that it's not important. It just means that I kind of don't want to watch. I think it's better for me to be in the next room. Why don't you mm-hmm. finish up in the next two minutes and we'll talk. Mm-hmm. Great. So as a facilitator of a sensual play party, what are things that you do to hold space for the group or create a group? And how do you go about about doing that? Well, you know, what I would say is this, is that, that probably hmm, the single most important factor in, that, in one of those parties, now, I, 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 I don't know, I'm going to put two of them right next to each other here. One of them is what is your intention? You know, what do you set as the intention for this party? Is it going to be we're going to come and we're just going to have fun? That's great. This is just like have fun any way you want. Okay, well, that's great. That's your intention. But that's, you know, make sure you get clear on it. If it's going to be, I want this to be a very connected, very heart-centered interaction, then you need to, you know, kind of set that intention really clearly. And I advise people that are going to hold a party to, you know, take a little time, get clear on exactly how they would like it to look, then write that down. And when you send your information out to your participants, have that right at the top, you know, just write intention. This is what it is, and in, you know, three or four sentences, you describe exactly what the goal of this is so that everybody involved knows what they're getting into and can be in support of that intention. Hmm. Wonderful. So as a, what I'm hearing is as a facilitator, you need to be clear on what your intention is um, yeah. in holding space for a group and then letting other people know what that intention is as well. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, what I was going to say right along with that is important is um, – is how you pick your 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 group. You know, it's uh, I I basically do when I do my parties at conferences or in other cities and for other groups and other people. Well, you know, they choose their guest list. I don't really have any say in that, and that's that's fine. I work with whatever whatever they present to me. 
But when I do my own, I um, choose my guest list. I filter very, very highly, very mm-hmm. thoroughly. And um, probably, you know, the biggest factor along with intention is, um, you know, who you've invited. What is the, what is the level of, of awareness or level of consciousness of the people you invited mm-hmm. and their level of experience? Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So how can people find out more information about you, about play parties? Do you have any resources for us? Yeah, well, they could go to my website, which is um, godandgoddessparty.com. Godandgoddessparty.com. Great. And your book, again, is Touch Me, The Guide to Creating Fun and Transformational Sensual and Erotic Events. Thank you you so much, Christoph, for coming on the show with us today. Thank you very much. Have a beautiful day. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Great. D-Love, wasn't that great? I thought Christoph had some great advice. Excellent advice. From a, coming from the mouth of experience. Yeah, somebody who's been throwing these parties and, and really knows how to do them. Um, Reed Mahalko, I would say, is another really good resource. His website is readaboutsex, R-E-I-D, aboutsex.com. And, you know, he also throws, um, has a lot of advice around throwing play parties and how to really go about them successfully and in a way that I feel like really honors people's boundaries and they have good communication and uh, you know I think D-Love we've walked into some some of these things where there's like no communication and we don't know what's going on we're just like out of there right? Mm -hmm. Very dangerous scenarios (laughs) unfold from that. Yeah so there is you know there is a right and wrong way when it comes to threesomes and you know, well, maybe I'll take that back. Maybe there isn't like a right and wrong way. There's just what is the right way for you. And for me, well, the like, right way is about communicating and being safe and honoring people. It's like an athletic game. You know, if there were no rules in the athletic game, it's just mayhem. And a lot of people are going to get hurt and you don't know who's scored because the rules are not clear. So boundaries make it fun. They're mm-hmm. not the problem. They're what give you the freedom to really express yourself because you know what the rules are. And a person who sets a good, sets up really good rules and sets a really clear boundaries, that's the place where people are going to feel safe and they're going to know how to interact with each other and to be able to maybe stretch past the a boundary that they, that they thought they couldn't get past. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, those, playing on those edges. I, often, I frequently like to play on my edges. Um, yeah. Dance on my edges. Dance on the edge. Yes. Oh. I like to dance on the edge. Oh. <sighs> dance in the flames. Yes. So we have to go to break, but we'll come back. I promise. Jaya always comes back. She comes again and again and again. Oh, yes, um, she does. Yes. <laughs> We're getting a little crazy here with our threesomes and group sex and play parties. So... When we return, we're going to share a little bit more about some of our ways that we negotiate being in an open relationship and open sexual encounters and maybe even share some stories from our own relationship of, you know, those those moments that uh, maybe haven't been so blissful or sometimes when it's been hard when things come up and how to deal with those. More Sex with Jaya when we return. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe cadabra. Feel the magic happen. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, Master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. We're back. We're talking about threesomes, group sex, play parties, you know, those kinds of things. Um, so D-Love and I, you know, we've, we've been exploring having an open relationship and he's kind of new to it. I mean, well, you've been in a relationship with me for four years, so maybe you're not so new to it anymore. You're like an old pro. But, you know, when we were first starting out, we had some, some difficulties when it came to it because D-Love kept dating out of the species. D-Love, can you explain mm-hmm. what you were doing? <laughs> well, uh, the pool of my people that I know and was interacting with are all of the monogamous species. And uh, to my surprise, many of them were interested in checking things out and what the whole polyamory thing was, just be- probably because I was just being so straightforward with what I was up to. Um, it it made everything feel safe and that they they could express their boundaries and nothing would go past what they felt comfortable with. And But still, what they wanted was monogamy. Um, and I think that uh, that is a real pull of intention where I was very clear that I was not interested in creating monogamous situation. And uh, 
ultimately it just leads to unnecessary um, potential for pain and, and suffering because you, the intentions are not going to get met because one person wants monogamy and I wanted polyamory and I had a partner in you who was definitely down for polyamory. So um, I had a place to, to feel secure in, in going for what I wanted and that left this person or these people sort of out of the loop because they just were never going to get what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you ca- you ca- and then also on my end, you know, it's like it, it was the first time that I actually felt like really triggered. Not, not the first time, but like really early on in a relationship where I was feeling more, a little bit more like, I guess maybe jealousy. It's hard for me to even say what jealousy is in my own self, but um, <laughs> Where I was just feeling like, okay, something's not right here. I was not feeling good about the situation because it, from my point of view, it's like, well, why is he dating someone who isn't in alignment with the intention of, you know, in our case, an open relationship um, when they want to get married and have babies and do the whole monogamy thing, which I have nothing against, like for people who are monogamous who are listening, like all of these things can also apply to you. Having these really good communication skills, having these things in place can only help your relationship. So you know, I don't want to alienate anybody who is for monogamy or in a monogamous relationship. I want to reiterate that. But if you're monogamous and then you start dating somebody who wants an open relationship, don't expect that person to become monogamous. And so that the, what comes up in me was, oh goodness, you know, these the women that D loves dating want monogamy. So then that either leaves him having to make a choice at some point between polyamory or monogamy or open relationship or, you know, and hurting someone. So, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of things to consider when you're playing with this stuff and you don't want to get burned. Right. D love. Exactly. And also even within people who are uh, committed to polyamory, it doesn't mean that it comes easy or that it's a smooth ride of communication. In fact, you've got, you got to double up on your authenticity and your integrity because you've got more people you're dealing with and they might have more people they're dealing with. So to keep all that straight can take, that's, that's another thing. Like I was a kid in the candy shop. I went from thinking I was going to be single because I committed to this polyamory thing or checking it out, uh, to actually dating, I think it was like five women at once. Uh, at one point, and that's it's a too lot. Too bad you energy. didn't get all those women together for a group sex experience, do you love? I don't think they were going to be be down for that. You, you might have been the only one in that because camp. they all wanted monogamy. Exactly. <laughs> but there's a lot to manage, so you know it, 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 it's 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 not an easy road, but it can. Oh, be a lot of guys out there are going like, "Oh, poor D Love. He was dating five <laughs> women at once, and he's complaining." About yeah. how hard it was. Boo-hoo. <laughs> and no, it was, pretty, it was pretty easy to communicate with each person, but it was just too much, so much time. Right, because you've got to date them all, and then you've got to pay for all the dinners, and oh, you've got to please yeah, all their clitorises and give them orgasms. And It is helpful to be doing well financially when you're trying to be polyamorous. <laughs> <laughs> i got to say that helps. <laughs> uh, so there's also a socioeconomic thing, you know, if you start doing lots of threesomes and taking everyone out to dinner and oh gets expensive people you have to you have to arrange all that yep 
Or, you know, or even traveling, because sometimes you have to travel to these places. If you don't live in a big city, like we're fortunate that we live in a city, but we still travel to events. Yep, um, we're traveling right now. Yep. So, you know, having those things, having the financial thing, the communication thing. I mean, we've talked about so much stuff in this show. I feel like we've just been packing it full of advice. What else, D-Love, do you think that there's been any other, we only have a few minutes before we close, but any other mistakes we've made or challenges we've had? Um, you know, we're in in the whole thing now. We live with someone else, so it's a little bit different than having just a threesome or a group sex experience and then going home, but we actually have a relationship. You know, I was, I've been with John for nine years and D-Love for four, and, you know, there are some challenges that come up in just navigating our lives together. Just imagine, you know, a lot of people can't do a relationship with two people, so. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll reiterate the whole thing about self-responsibility, where having really clear sense that because an emotional response you're having is your emotional response. There's, there might be a conversation to be had about... Um, intentions and need well definitely conversation about needs you know not not strategies but needs of what do you need if something if you're being triggered if things aren't going well what's the need behind is it a need for security is it a need for freedom is it a need for um uh you know relaxation being on time well, that's a strategy. <laughs> I've been challenging D-Love lately because he's late frequently, so. Yeah. Um, that's a strategy but, for another need. What would be the need for being on time? Um, I don't know, uh, like um, respect or certainty. Um, yeah. Integrity. Security. Yeah. The need for integrity to, to feel respected. Yeah. Integrity, like if you say you're going to be there at five, then you're there at five. Exactly. And when you say you're going to go have sex with your other girlfriend for two hours and then be home, then you're home in two hours. Right. Because that's like my challenge. My challenge is around time, which is so funny. Like, it's like, I'm totally okay with you doing those sexual activities with other people, but you you have to be home by eight (laughs) o'clock. You you have a curfew. I have a curfew. Okay. Well, we've had a lot of fun today on Sex with Jaya. Have you had fun today, D-Love, on Sex with Jaya? I have had fun. I like to get to pontificate about this stuff. Yeah, I know you do. You're really into talking about it. Yeah. So And so am I. We we have our relationship and our whole family. And, you know, it's it's very interesting to be living in this dynamic. And I've been in it for, like, what, 13 years now. So it's mm. it's fun to talk about. You can always pick my brain. You can send me questions at Jaya, J-A-I-Y-A, at MissJaya.com. Thanks again to Christoph for calling into the show today. Visit us at SexIsYou.com to register for my free newsletter and get updates on more great information like this. I've enjoyed sex with Jaya. Have you? I've enjoyed sex with Jaya. And someone else, and someone else, and someone else. You have been listening to Sex with Jaya. For more, you'll have to tune in next Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time to the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, make it the best weekend ever with tips you've learned from today's show. Thanks again for joining us.
Sex with Jaya is brought to you by Aloe Cadabra. Aloe Cadabra is 95% organic aloe vera. Visit www.alocadabra.com today.